joining me now from Highsfield, we got a hold of Dejan. Uh, Dejan, what's your take on Ponzi's absence today? I, I bet it doesn't hurt much, but uh, it, it's still another annoyance in, in a game that we've been talking about far too long. Yeah, it's an annoyance. J.C. Hassenauer will be the center, the starting center in front of Ben here. And uh, B, I was about to say B.J. Finney, who was the backup center, but Matt Fox, who slides over in the event that anything were to happen to Hasnauer. Well, they should have uh, kept, they kept Wisniewski. Right. I mean, for all those years, they kept know, B.J. Finney as a backup because he could play center. Wisniewski's that guy, too, and they got rid of him. And I said then it was bad, yeah. and now it looks bad. No, it does. At the same time, I'm looking at the far end of the field here, Mark, and there's 36 Ravens out there. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, you know, that's a lot less than you normally dress. And out of those 36, eight of them will be making their NFL debuts. Wait a minute. They only got 36 so, players dressed. Yes. 36 players are dressed. i, I got to be honest. They shouldn't be playing the game. If they have 36 players dressed, they shouldn't be playing the game. Well, I mean, you know, those are the rules. Those are the guidelines that everybody agreed to. And, you know, on one hand, you know, we can't say, oh, they're they're coddling the Ravens and they're favoring the Ravens and everything else here, and the Ravens are dressing 36 guys. Now, that said, remember, the Ravens didn't have to dress 36 guys. The Ravens could have found people to sign. You know, they could have uh, gotten tryouts and stuff like that over the past week. That's a choice. Oh, no, I, I get all that. and But, you see – I would not have played the Denver game with no quarterbacks, and I would not play this game today either uh, because of competitive reasons. Now, I understand the reasons to avoid a Week 18. I just feel like today's game is a farce. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole thing is bizarre, Mark. I mean, we've had this conversation countless times here on countless different subjects. Well, I know, but now it's you know? really playing out. I mean, I'm, standing here, I'm standing here inside a stadium on a Wednesday afternoon. On an NFL stadium, the whole thing is bizarre. Uh, I, look, the Ravens, whether you know whatever you know, John Harbaugh's reasons were for dressing only 36. Let's say, for example, he could have done things like uh, a lot of teams, including the Steelers, right now are carrying a practice squad kicker in something in case something happens to your kicker. Well, why not dress that guy in case something happens to Justin Tucker here today? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, 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 I guess. I, I still think it's farcical to play, but then again, it's been a farcical year. And I'm sure the Steelers are going to win today. In fact, I, I hope it's close for a while just to maintain interest. But I'm more worried about the Washington game because that seems more like a potential pothole because Washington has two straight wins. They're atop that division, however bad the NFC East may be. And Alex Smith at least has given them a degree of organization at quarterback. Yeah, he has. I've watched some of their, their film, and I watched their last game uh, that they played on Thanksgiving against Dallas. And the thing that, you know, the thing that impresses you about them is their defense. They, they, they do get after it. Now, they get after it against NFC East teams, so you don't really know how good they are. The offense and Alex Smith, I mean, look, he's a great story and everything. The last thing I'd do is dump on that. But the offense hasn't shown me much. Uh, and I don't think they're going to be any kind of threat to the Steelers. But the defense will. The defense will come after Pittsburgh, and the Steelers will do well to take care of business here today uh, as quickly and efficiently as possible, try to get out of this game without any additional injuries, uh, and you know, rest up and be as ready as possible for Monday. Monday afternoon football. <laughs> now, if you're Baltimore, what's your game plan? Because you got no Lamar, and those two running backs aren't going to play. 
How would you approach this game on both sides of the ball? I think if, if, if you're Harbaugh, what, what you're looking for more than anything else is game-changing type of plays. You're looking for field flippers. That means going aggressively toward turnovers. The one thing that the Ravens do And, and have especially here, early, it's fair to say. I don't feel like Baltimore yeah, is going to have the wherewithal to catch up. Yeah, the Ravens, the one thing they do have here today that's fully intact, and by the way, very, very good, is their secondary. Um, I shouldn't say fully intact. They're missing one guy, but they have mostly intact the guys back there. So what I'm suspecting you're going to see out of Pittsburgh right off the bat is, you know what, put the bigs out there and run. Um, you know, do whatever you can to, you know, pound your way through the middle. The Ravens are missing, among a zillion other things, three of their defensive linemen. Uh, go right at them, run through them, uh, wear them out, and, and, and do whatever you got to do. If you got to set up the pass from there, this is going to be one of those games where I think Ben would do well to, to check himself uh, in terms of the we got to constantly be passing thing. Yeah, good good luck with that. And in yeah, that, I knew you were going to say that. Well, no, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think they're going to they're going to you know play to the Ravens' weaknesses when the Ravens only have thirty six players dressed. Now, uh, but in that vein, it's a big day for Benny Snell, isn't it? Because he had that decent first game against the New York Football Giants. Since then, he's been invisible. And with James Conner uh, on the COVID list, this is a chance for him to maybe stake out a little turf moving forward. Well, that's right. And remember that the last time we saw Benny Snell being uh, effective and what the Steelers had hoped he would be when they drafted him was against these Ravens. It was last year. And Benny was really, really good. He ran between the tackles. Uh, he picked up extra yards after first contact. Uh, even made a couple of plays, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. That and Anthony McFarland getting involved in this offense. Ideally, he doesn't go between the tackles, contrary to what we've seen insanely enough from the Steelers over the past three weeks. You want him hitting the edges. So it'll be neat. If they can find a way to balance these two guys and illustrate that they've got some depth uh, beyond James Conner, I think that'll be a plus for the Steelers, even beyond whatever the outcome is here today. We're talking today, John Kovacevic from DKPittsburghSports.com. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. American Eatery and Bar. Dejan, I got to talk about a column I wrote today saying it might benefit the NHL to not play again until October of 21. Uh, What are the pros and cons there in your viewpoint? Well, the con is obvious. You wouldn't have hockey for a very, very long time, and and you'd be missing it in a lot of markets. And anytime you've seen that in sports, uh, whether it was the 94 baseball strike, whether it was the two NHL lockouts, especially the big one, or two decades ago, you're going to see that the teams and the league have a big uphill climb to get people back. It's not automatic. They don't just sit around. We found that out through this pandemic, not just with hockey, but with sports in general. Uh, people find other things to do when something is taken away. There's a risk there. On the other hand, I, I feel like Gary Bettman is doing a lot of posturing. If the real separation here is is, is three hundred million dollars, uh, that's something that can be cobbled together. Easy for me to say, but when you're dealing with something at that scope, uh, you know one well, thing. Now, I know hold it. you're talking about the deferred money, etc. But but if they yeah. come back just for TV, each team could lose one hundred fifty mil. Those are the estimates. What's the upside in coming oh, back I, if it, you're an owner? It's, 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 it's tough. And I, I think one, one of the things that you have to look at here is maybe not that this, this would be a total life preserver, but I know that the NHL Players Association 
has floated the idea of going to the Seattle franchise and saying, hey, pay your expansion fee up front. Don't wait till this fall. Uh, that's $600 million right there, and it's coming from two guys that are multi-billionaires that, who co-own the Seattle Kraken. So that's something else that could come into play here because Seattle wouldn't want to have its, you know, its season disrupted either or the, the enthusiasm that gets built up by people in uh, the Pacific Northwest watching NHL hockey being played. Oh, right well, now. now, you see, I think it would be to Seattle's benefit if it didn't start till October of 21. Because if you start like in March, you're going to start next season late. You know, you're going to you're going to start Seattle's first year off their timetable. You see, to me, a big part of waiting till October of 21 is a you can sell tickets first and foremost if the vaccine works like we hope. But you get back on your timetable. These past Stanley Cup playoffs proved to being off the timetable don't work. Yeah, I, I I honestly feel here, Mark, like a lot of what we're talking about is going to get blown up here within the next two, three weeks once this vaccine starts getting distributed to medical workers and to the infirmed and you start seeing that this thing is real. Right now, I think to people like you know me and you and, and common citizens who aren't in that field, it feels like it's still a pipe dream. It's actually not. You know, These things are, are coming out with 90% plus efficacy. Uh, in, in the United Kingdom, they started distributing and uh, those vaccines today today so th- these are real things meaning the astrazeneca one which is going to be the cheaper one that's going to make it to most of the world uh we're, we're, we're going to get there you know it's just a matter of of how soon how quickly well right but but then you're counting on variables when you start a season when you can't sell tickets with the league that so heavily relies on on ticket revenue that said if i'm the players i'd be pissed if they wait till october they don't get paid if they start early and they give back more after agreeing to a CBA that should have anticipated these problems, I mean, the players will not react well. I don't blame them, but I'm no, looking no, out for the either. good of the league and the game. I think I am anyway. No, the players the players in the league, for anybody who doesn't know, signed a five-year, that's five-year uh, labor agreement this past summer. Well, four-year extension. So- very amicably with none of the garbage that surrounded, for example, what ended up happening with baseball and all the public back and forth. Uh, it went really, really well. And now Bettman's coming back and, and you know, can't, threatening to do this and whatever. And I don't even lay that one as much on Gary as I do. That's him speaking for the owners, you know. He, yeah, but, he but i got to be win. honest, Dejan. If, if, if my money people projected $150 million loss, if we start yeah. in January, February, March, I would refuse to open the doors. I would refuse no, no, to no, have no, a believe deal. me. I hear you, but I, I, I'm telling you, you're asking me, and I'm telling you that I, I don't believe that this is going to end up being an issue come the middle of January and February. I think we're going to be having a very different discussion in general about society. I really do. Not that it's going to be an all happy land and everything, but I think you're going to be well on the way, and you can start. Ha- you can have the arenas at least to start the season at a healthy percentage full. Well, that would be certainly a, a dream come true. Let's get back to the Steeler game for yeah. one second. What's your prediction for this game? And uh, I, I think it'll be as close as the start. I think if the Steelers score first to get up by two scores inside at like the first 20 minutes, it'll be a route. If the Ravens score first, maybe they can finagle. Not a close game, but you know what I mean, like, like 28-10, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I, I can't even get interested in this. I mean, I put into print 100 to nothing. So <laughs> I don't know what else you want before, other than that. I mean, this is a game, like you said, that is so bizarre 
Uh, I don't think you're going to see the Steelers running up the score. I, I don't think they have a head coach. Well, Stephon Tuitt suggested that on Instagram. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I saw. I, he was referring to, to sacks. I mean, that's what those guys talk about. That was really out of character for him, by the way. I had to check if it was a fake account. did like a double take. Uh, that, that's really not like him at all. Um, and he wants to get his guys fired up, and they're looking for whatever they can. So I'll bet you they've set internal goals. How many times are you going to get to the QB? How many times are you going to do this? Whatever. Because they've got to keep themselves pumped up to avoid what they did, especially in Dallas. You know, they can't fall asleep here. You know, whatever anger they can muster up, whatever uh, – animosity, uh, this is the time to do it. I can't believe they only have 36 players uh, dressed. That's, I know, right? That's going to be weird <laughs> to look at the sideline, ain't it? Yeah, I mean, it was the warm-ups were strange. It, there, at the times, it looked like they had as many coaches out there as players. Well, it, it looks like a high school game. Yeah, it, it's very, and like, and very, like double very A, unusual. maybe. It's, a, it's unusual, but I'll tell you again, this is this is life. I mean, I'll, I'll at least give the NFL credit for this. They're they're looking at this and they're saying you've got to play. And one other thing, they did not they did not succumb to what Baltimore really wanted and to push this back to Week 18. No and question. I will give credit for that. No question. Dejan, enjoy the game. Thank you for taking the time and moving up your appearance. All right, Mark. Thanks.